Shalom and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations weekly Torah commentary series. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Seif. The title is Dr. Jeffrey Seif. I serve as the executive director for the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations, and it is my pleasure to come to you with a, a Sukkot-related message, which I've entitled, Friends, Romans, Countrymen, Lend Me Your Year. You'll see in the title, if you're looking at the text, it says ear, and it crosses it out. In Julius Caesar, William Shakespeare takes the liberty of creatively putting the following words in Mark Anthony's mouth, the words I just noted. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. In the drama called Life, Judaism takes the liberty of representing the creator pleading with his creation, and I quote, Friends and Hebrew countrymen, lend me your year. Well, okay, I made it up. Doesn't really say that. But Judaism does, however, beckon constituents to give Torah an ear for a year. Quote, is followed by Simchas Torah. That is, the joy of the Torah. During which time the faithful focus upon and celebrate the Torah. Interestingly, God's people are actually required to rejoice in the process, difficulties notwithstanding. The command is to rejoice. Commenting on the mandate, Vasimcha Bechagaka, that is, you shall rejoice in your festival, the Geona Vilna opine, quote, it was the most difficult command of the Torah. Think of that, you know, for obvious reasons. How do you command someone to rejoice? For his part, Elie Wiesel commented that even during the Holocaust, when it was impossible to observe it, the requirement to rejoice was nevertheless observed, and people rejoiced. Now, how does one do that? amidst the turbulence of such trying times. How does that happen? The notion of making oneself rejoice is hard to fathom, isn't it? Seems one must possess a strong internal locus of control and have some object to focus upon besides one's circumstances. Bounced around and affected as we too often are by external circumstances, we do well, it seems to me, to focus on something beyond our circumstances. Focusing energies on something external helps us stave off the deleterious internal emotions that can plunge us into disorientation and despair. In Judaism, we're exhorted to make God's word the object of some external focus and adoration, are we not? In Israel, Shamni Atzeret and Simchat Torah are combined into one day, with Simchat Torah making both the end of the annual cycle of Torah reading in Devarim or Deuteronomy, and the restarting of the reading cycle for the new year in Genesis or Breshit. The public Torah reading tradition actually began in the Talmudic era, around the 6th century of the Common Era, with a pattern called the Palestinian Triennial. 
Unlike our current one-year reading cycle, the triennial took three years to complete. Babylonian Jews, however, didn't abide the lengthy practice uh, uh, followed in the land of Israel. By contrast, they divided the portions into the 50-plus segments we call parashot, referencing the segments of Masoretic texts in the Tanakh that we know of today. Then in 1988, the Committee on Jewish Law and Standards of the conservative movement ratified and expanded uh, those weekly reading segments with their now being standard fare in Jewish communal experience, including our own. Steady and disciplined exposure to biblical literature over time has an immediate ameliorating impact on human experience. Can't stress that enough. Mindful of that seems to me we do well to challenge ourselves and others to take seriously the demand to give God a concentrated year of Torah study. Were we to do so at the start of 5,784 and were proximate to the starting line, are we not? Were we to uh, put some focus on it at the start and keep a journal in the process of our so doing through a year, we'd discover that in ways we would be a different and better person by the time we get to 5,785. Try it. Without detracting from the point I'm trying to make here, it is worth noting, though, that the original intention of the holiday was different, though human betterment was indeed the object initially. The maftir, or the concluding reading for Shamani Atzeret and Simchat Torah in Numbers, Bamidbar, uh, 29, 35-31, is the, 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 the account that's read. The text recounts the mandate for the eighth day celebration, you know, concluding Sukkot. Uh, recollecting the Torah isn't mentioned, as in Simchat Torah, you know, when we roll it back and go back to Genesis. It's not, it's not, part of what it was all about originally. doesn't mean it's bad. In the biblical text there, Israel is beckoned to cease from day-to-day labors and assemble before the Lord at the Mishkan, the tabernacle, later the Beit HaMikdash, the Hekol, the temple, in verse 35. Israelites are beckoned to bring special seasonal sacrifices in 36 through 8, and then to properly prepare those sacrifices along with those that are not season-specific. So they came bearing gifts in the harvest festival, the fruits of the harvest. The biblical tradition is tethered to bringing a temple sacrifice. That's what we see in biblical literature. The synagogal tradition, noted above, is tethered to making a sacrifice. In both cases, uh, both are understood to pay dividends for adherence, to be sure. Now, New Covenant believers, and I want to put the landing gear down on this, New Covenant believers rightly understand Yeshua, uh, the word made flesh, to be the ultimate sacrifice. What too many believers miss, however, is the need to personally be sacrificial after receiving the ultimate sacrifice. I could just pause on that. For this and I italicize this here because I think it's important for this, that is being sacrificial after receiving the sacrifice, for this, assembling proximate to the word on a weekly basis 
is adjudged to be meritorious, as is paying ongoing attention to biblical revelation. There's an old saying that champions do every day what others do occasionally. I get out and run and I lift weights and it pays dividends over time. It's not just a one shot or three times a year. It pays dividends over time. Same is true with disciplines associated with, with, with the walk with the Lord. Okay, that's tangential. Doing this elicits new and improved life forms around and within us. That is cultivating the discipline over time. Now, on the last day of the feast, Hoshana Rabbah, and I'm going to the Johannine Gospel now, judgment decisions are said to have run their course. It is said during the festival of Sukkot, as uh, the world as a whole is judged for water and for the blessing of the fruit of crops. Now, I, lift, I list the uh, rabbinic source uh, in the written word here. Interestingly, Yeshua's word during Sukkot in John 7 corroborates the point. In verses 37 and 8, for example, John notes, and I quote, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Yeshua stood up and cried out loudly, If anyone is thirsty, let him, or I add, or her, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his, and I bracket, or her, innermost being will flow rivers of living water, end of quote. And I'm harking to the Tree of Life version here. To, far to paraphrase, uh, Yeshua's on record saying, hey, you want water and refreshment? Come to me. Uh, he's representing that he, in effect, is the source of water. It's interesting that the, the last day of the feast is characterized by a big water libation ceremony. It's all about the water. And Yeshua interrupts the procession the, uh, you know, the, the, with a high priest, actually, who's moving the water around, saying, hey, come and talk to me if you want water. I think it's interesting. I think it's a classic example where when you look at the good news through the eyes of the Jews, it, it brings a dimension that wouldn't otherwise be there. Case in point, Yeshua's message there on that feast, on uh, Hoshana Rabbah. In any case, Yeshua said, come to me for the water, and I close now. I heard him and came some years ago, and I know I need to keep on coming. As we together walk through 5,784, let's make frequenting our congregations a priority. Let's take bringing forth the Torah seriously, and let's practice the implications of the words noted in it and expounded from it. It's my prayer that you as an individual and we as a collection of congregations be sufficiently watered and that we're growing and glowing in the coming year. Give him your ear this year. You'll be so glad you did. Well, there it is, my, my word to you uh, for uh, my drosh. Thank you for uh, going with me on the journey. I appreciate your concern for biblical literature. And uh, this is Jeffrey Seif from the uh, Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations signing out. God bless.